Michelle and welcome back to our podcast. We are 10 by 10, 10 issues discussed by 10 teens. Introducing Will. Hi. Joel. Yo. Rohan. Hi. Alan. Yo. Swetha. Hi. Amina. Yo. Yusuf. Yo. Harriet. Hi. Paige. Hi. Our guest speaker today, Madison. Hi. So today, guys, we're going to be speaking about education across the globe. So to start off, how do you? What is your opinion on your schooling, so far? I think I've been blessed uh, to get such a great education system like this. Like I can go to school like every day of the week. I I don't have to pay for it. Uh, I get my own school uniform, travel, and all that stuff. And I get good teachers. They teach me good stuff. They're all qualified and all that. And yeah, I could, I just get a good education. Which is great. Yeah. Something to support that. On Can I just add on from that and just ask, like, do you feel like that school uniform element of our, like, British schooling is, like, really important in terms of do you value the school uniform or do you think that's something that isn't think, that necessary? I think, in a way, it's quite vital in our schools because it makes everyone feel equal. Like, it, it brings a sense of community to the school, which is great. You don't want one kid to be left out just because mm-hmm. they probably don't have good clothes compared to another person who's probably rich yeah. as well it makes sure that you don't have to worry about what you're going to wear each day you exactly. just know what the same yeah. thing day Nothing in and day out about. you can focus on your education yeah. more important than what clothes you wear every day i mean i think there's like a level to it because yeah uniform is important it stops like bullying and other students being judged for what they wear but also some schools take it to an extreme like oh you can't have like a little flower on your uniform. You have to have your top button done to the top. You have to wear like a certain length skirt. You can't have coloured hair. You can't wear nail polish. Like Can to I, that extent. Yeah, things like that is extreme. I agree with Paris. I think there needs to be some form of uh, self-expression within like uniform. Obviously, you all wear the same thing of like your skirt, or your trousers, your blazer, your shirts, all of that. But I think there needs to be some form to make you an individual. And to like give you that chance to really be feel like yourself, even though you're wearing the same thing as everybody else. Yeah, I think it takes mm-hmm. away individuality. Yeah. Because we're not all robots. No. So let's move on to um, education in lower income countries. So across the globe, sixty seven million children aren't in education. Um, is there a way that you we can sort of combat this? Is there anything that say like higher income countries can do to help? I think it's a lot of, um, there's not enough funding, so a lot of time children have to go straight into work before getting a proper education because they need to help out with their families with getting enough money to survive. So I think if more money was put into education, I think it would just improve. But how would they get the money? Great question, Will. I I think, think, go on. Mainly from like donations. That's probably the easiest way to get money. But then can we rely on people being just like, you know, the goodness of their own heart to, you know, fund people's educations? Exactly. Like we can't it's not reliable. It need, we need a reliable source yeah. of money. And I think that reliable source of is money is government. Tax. 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 I think the government needs to play a bigger part in things like this. If they have that much money if the government have that much money, where is the money going? But oh, we're talking about low income countries, so not just the UK, other countries yeah. that can't yeah, afford education. Yeah, but in low-income countries, most of the time they spend a lot of money on, like, other war other things and the military. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think that high-income countries have a duty to send money and donate to low-income countries? Do you think that is their responsibility? Good question, Madison. It's I don't not think their it's... responsibility. I don't, yeah. 
but like it's not a requirement it is, but I think it, 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 it is a good it thing like if yeah. they helped out as well then it would mm. be good because they could uh, give back it's not else. a requirement in my at the end of the yeah. day we're all human so like yeah, I think as well because obviously um, having good quality education is one of the seventeen global goals for the UN, and I think if we're gonna if they're gonna make that as a goal, I think we all need to come together, and I do think that countries that are better off and do have higher income maybe need to not a huge one but just sort of come together and put some money in, where it's gonna be able to get more children into school. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I don't think. It's going to take a lot for that to happen because world leaders want to be the best country that compared to other countries. So they're less likely to help another country. If they know that they are struggling, they kind of want to keep them there because that's why war happens. Like, if they weren't, if they cared enough to help other countries, then they will be doing that instead of fighting other countries. And I think what they could do then is instead of like using all this money to fight other countries, put it towards something better. And then, you know, it will sort of make everything a bit more equal in the world, which is, which is what we need. Um, as well, in lower-income countries, 69% of people that live there will not learn basic primary-level skills, so sort of your simple maths and simple literacy. Um, do you think those are essential for a better quality of life? Do you think you need those sort of base skills? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there isn't a lot you can do without being able to read it's it's something that i do think everyone has the basic human right to be able to do because it really does just completely limit you yeah i think that um i think it is something that is needed for a better quality of life because obviously if you get the basic skills you can then go on to higher education which can oftentimes give you better jobs more higher paid jobs and therefore you know if you've got more money you have a better quality of life uh, let's move on to uh, NEE, so that's newly emerging economies. That's places like India, China and Mexico. 73% of people in India are literate, which is good, and it, but it's still about 20% behind the higher income countries. So why do you think children aren't going to school and aren't learning those literacy skills? I feel like the government in India are too focused on military and other stuff than education. So what's happening is all the children are getting less education. And especially in southern India, education is not very key and vital. So I think that needs to be improved, especially as there is loads of slums in India as well. India is a bit less cared for, in a sense. Do you feel that in India more people are pushed towards jobs that don't require those sort of skills? That yes. are more manual skills. Mm, yeah. or? Yes, yes, yes. I think that's, that plays an important role as well because the families of those children, they they probably want their kids to do other things like practice for when they're older, not go to school and things like that, like do manual work and stuff. And like on that. top of that, most Indian parents are very stereotypical. So they stick to the modern ideologies that men are supposed to do all the work, get the better education, and women just stay at home yeah. and cook and clean. So I think as, as long as those stereotypes are in place, then we won't get very far with the, with the education in India. Yeah, so it, what we need to get that that higher level of education in India is merely push those ideals of getting people into school. So around 400 people commit suicide each year in India. Do you think this is because of a lack of education or a lack of those basic skills? I think it's not necessarily just yeah. education, but I think it leads to that. So if they don't have a good education, then their jobs won't be as good, which means they won't get as much money, which then leads to like poverty, 
which then could lead to a bit of depression and it's interesting because in countries like china and japan where the sort of stress of school and like the encouragement to like take school so seriously is so extreme that you sort of get the opposite happen in terms of like really high suicides because of people being too stressed out by school and yeah it's hard because it doesn't you know where's that balance you've got two extremes there and one's you know possibly not educating their citizens enough and that's leading to mental health problems and then yeah you've got the other which is just too extreme yeah i think in both cases there needs to be some sort of balance where you take school seriously but obviously then you still have that outside life because either extreme can really affect somebody mentally so moving on to higher income countries uh, these are places like switzerland germany france the uk and the us they have 99% literacy rates in all of those countries um and their employment rates are a lot lower with it being 4.8% in the uk 5.77% in the us and france of 8.62% do you think that having a country with more money therefore like more government funding do you really think that that makes a huge difference for edu- for a quality of education I think to an extent it does because they can put more funding into it and focus more on education. Yeah, but I also think that um, the people, they like know that if they like invest in their education now, in the long term, that would pay off. Like in the lower income countries, like they focus on the short term thing. So they're like, if they go on cheap labor right now, they'll get money now. Yeah. They don't think about like how much money they'll lose out. Yeah, it's because they need to because they don't have as much opportunity as um, HICs. Yeah, I think as well in HICs, if you start off with that better quality of education, you're going to get more people to go on to become teachers who are going to keep providing that consistent level of higher education. So like you said, they're focusing on the future and what these students now can do for them later. So I think that's why that it keeps them at the top and with high levels of, of education. Going back to sort of mental health, there is 11.2 suicides per every 100,000 people. So um, there was 6,524 deaths in England, Wales and Scotland in 2019. Do you think that that is still, is there, is there more schools could do to help people with mental health issues? Well, I think as a start, it's a lot less than um, NEEs. So in India, it was 400 a day, whereas it's 6,500 for a year. So I think that it's not necessarily just education, but I think more should be done to make people aware of like mental health illnesses so that it can be reduced even further. Yeah. I think also with schools, I think since a lot of it is about doing exams and people will either do well or they don't do so well, they need to have some sort of um, teaching around mental health in that you in life will fail and things will not go the way you planned, but to sort of pick yourself back up because I think there is just too much focus on just sort of trying to get those good grades. And if you get those good grades, it's fine. But if you don't get those good grades, there's not a lot of sort of help on what you should do when you don't do so well, I feel. That's where teachers and like, we need just basically sort of like a mental health toolkit yeah. um, to be given to like children in school in order to help them. Yeah, I think as well, um, sort of, I think a lot of people feel pressure in order to um, do well in exams and sometimes that's not always the correct route for people and I think it really should be in every school I think 
more practical jobs and learning trades should be more encouraged for students who don't necessarily enjoy school and enjoy more academic learning. And I think there should be an option for them to do something instead of doing academic, like sort of studying for GCSEs. I think they should get a choice, an option to maybe work towards getting an apprenticeship later on, like have that sort of set up already from a younger age. Yeah, it opens the uh, opportunities for other people. I have a question. What is everyone's biggest criticisms of school or what have been sort of negative experiences that have come out of like our education system? I think there's just a lot of pressure because um, it's said that if you don't do well, then you just haven't you just haven't really achieved as much as everyone else, which is not necessarily true because, as Paige said, like everyone's different, everyone's good at different things. So you're not necessarily just going to be just good at like maths or English. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the, another criticism is when the, the school uniforms, like they go too extreme with it. Like, like what my friend said, like they sometimes like don't let you colour your hair in, don't let people do they want, what they want. Like, you're wearing their uniform, but then they go a bit too extreme with it. They don't let you have a logo on your shoes or anything like that. I think they should realise that everyone's different and it's not all just like a factory machine producing people all the same. Exactly. I think it's a bit harsh to give a detention for that. Yeah, Yeah, we've had in our school, I know that if you get caught with your shirt out, um, say, I think it's like three times, you get ahead of your detention. So that's like your whole lunchtime gone just because maybe it's yeah. like your shirt's come a bit untucked and I think that's re- stupidly harsh. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe tell people, but don't, you don't have to give them detention for it. Sometimes it's it's not their fault. Yeah. As a counter-argument, I'd say that it's, you know, they're trying to produce rules and trying to stick to them, but yeah, I do agree that it's sometimes just a bit too enforced. Yeah. I mean, another bad thing about schools is my school in particular, our like school motto was, we're climbing the mountain to university. That's basically telling everyone, like, if you don't get to university, you have not succeeded in life. Mm. And it's just like, well, some people will get to university and like, well, now what? You told me to come to mind to university, but this is not what I want to do at the end of it. So I think school should, like what Paige was saying, definitely open up more routes and make students feel like you can do that as another option, not just university is the best way to go, because it's not for everyone. No, I feel now that a lot of jobs take you going to university. A lot of places now do want you to have that university degree. And I think that's a whole lot of pressure because you're spending... You get told that your teen years are the best years of your life and that's the time that you need to spend, you know, making memories and things like that. But a lot of people don't find time for that because they're studying and they're worrying about their next exam. They're worrying about even something small as like a class test they're constantly worrying about their like their, their performance academically. And I think we really need to take the pressure off a bit and, you know, tell people that it's okay to not always be the best of the best. It's okay to just do as much as you can yeah. and stop there. You know, because we get told, oh, do as much as you can in the night for your homework. But then you still feel that pressure subconsciously yeah. to get it done. And people, I spent sort of three hours on an essay that's meant to be take an hour and you know it 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 really does take a toll on you sometimes because you have no time to unwind because you're coming home from school and you're immediately going into like doing homework or studying it's also like you're trying to compete with like your friends and people around you whereas obviously everyone's at a different level and no one's going to be that like, you can't be the top when there's everyone trying to compete for it 
So I think it's quite pressurised to try and compete, yeah, between people. Yeah. Because when you come out of exams, your first question to the people is, what did you get for this? How hard did you find this question? And it just keeps that stress level quite high because you think about it and you worry about it. And, you know, I know coming up to results day, it's getting kind of nerve-wracking. You know, even though you you get told, don't worry, you'll be all right, you'll all go okay, you still have that that feeling in the back of your head that you're not going to do okay and it's going to go wrong, even though it's quite easily solved and, you know, you probably will get in to do what you want if, if it's, like, a grade lower, but it's still that feeling of dread of looking at those results and not seeing what you want to see. So uh, that's been our discussion today on uh, education across the globe. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to us today and we hope you join us tomorrow as well for day three of our podcast. Um, This is 10 by 10, 10 issues discussed by 10 teens signing out. See you later, guys. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.